of marrying after divorce in case of adultery by john owen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org it is confessed by all that adultery is a just and sufficient cause of a divorce betwixt married persons this divorce say some consists in a dissolution vinculi matrimonialis and so removes the marriage relation as that the innocent person divorcing or procuring the divorce is at liberty to marry again others say that it is only a separation amensa et toro and that on this account it doth not nor ought to dissolve the marriage relation i am of the judgment of the former for first this divorce amensa et toro only is no true divorce but a mere fiction of a divorce of no use in this case nor lawful to be made use of neither by the law of nature nor the law of god for one it is as stated but a late invention of no use in the world nor known in more ancient times for those of the roman church who assert it do grant that divorces by the law of nature were a vinculo and that so they were also under the old testament and this fiction they would impose on the grace and state of the gospel which yet makes indeed no alteration in moral relations and duties but only directs their performance two it is deduced from a fiction namely that marriage among christians is a sacrament of that signification as renders it indissolvable and therefore they would have it to take place only amongst believers the rest of mankind being left to their natural right and privilege but this is a fiction and as such in sundry cases they make use of it secondly a divorce perpetual amenza et toro only is no way useful to mankind but hurtful and noxious for one it would constitute a new condition or state of life wherein it is not possible that a man should either have a wife or not have a wife lawfully in one of which estates yet really every man capable of the state of wedlock is and must be whether he will or no for a man may as things may be circumstantiated be absolutely bound in conscience not to receive her again who was justly repudiated for adultery nor can he take another on this divorce but into this estate god calls no man two it may and probably will cast a man under a necessity of sinning for suppose he hath not the gift of continency it is the express will of god that he should marry for his relief yet on this supposition he sins if he does so and in that he sins if he doth not so thirdly it is unlawful for if the bond of marriage abide the relation still continues this relation is the foundation of all mutual duties and whilst all that continues none can dispense with or prohibit from the performance of those duties if a woman do continue in the relation of a wife to a man she may claim the duties of marriage from him separation there may be by consent for a season or upon other occasions that may hinder the actual discharge of conjugal duties but to make an obligation unto such duties void while the relation doth continue is against the law of nature and the law of god this divorce therefore supposing the relation of man and wife between any and no mutual duty thence to arise is unlawful fourthly the light of nature never directed to this kind of divorce marriage is an ordinance of the law of nature but in the light and reason thereof there is no intimation of any such practice it still directed that they who might justly put away their wives might marry others 
hence some as the ancient grecians and the romans afterward allowed the husband to kill the adulteress this among the romans was charged lege julia but the offence was still made capital in the room hereof afterward divorce took place purposely to give the innocent person liberty of marriage so that this kind of divorce is but a fiction the first opinion therefore is according to truth for first that which dissolves the form of marriage and destroys all the forms of marriage doth dissolve the bond of marriage for take away the form and end of any moral relation and the relation itself ceaseth but this is done by adultery and a divorce ensuing thereon for the form of marriage consisteth in this that two become one flesh genesis two twenty four matthew nineteen six but this is dissolved by adultery for the adulteress becometh one flesh with the adulterer one corinthians seven sixteen and no longer one flesh in individual society with her husband and so it absolutely breaks the bond or covenant of marriage and how can men contend that is a bond which is absolutely broken or fancy a vinculum that doth not bind and that it absolutely destroys all the forms of marriage will be granted it therefore dissolves the bond of marriage itself secondly if the innocent party upon a divorce be not set at liberty then one he is deprived of his right by the sin of another which is against the law of nature and so every wicked woman hath it in her power to deprive her husband of his natural right to the divorce in case of adultery pointed by our saviour to the innocent person to make use of is as all confess for his liberty advantage and relief but on supposition that he may not marry it would prove a snare and a yoke unto him for if hereon he hath not the gift of continency he is exposed to sin and judgment thirdly our blessed saviour gives express direction in the case matthew nineteen nine whosoever shall put away his wife except it be for fornication and shall marry another committeth adultery hence it is evident and is the plain sense of the words that he who putteth away his wife for fornication and marrieth another doth not commit adultery therefore the bond of marriage in that case is dissolved and the person that put away his wife is at liberty to marry while he denies putting away and marrying again for every cause the exception of fornication allows both putting away and marrying again in that case for an exception always affirms the contrary unto what is denied in the rule whereunto it is an exception or denies what is affirmed in it in the case comprised in the exception for every exception is a particular proposition contradictory to the general rule so that when the one is affirmative the other is negative and on the contrary the rule here in general is affirmative he that putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery the exception is negative but he that putteth away his wife for fornication and marrieth another doth not commit adultery or they may be otherwise conceived so that the general rule shall be negative and the exception affirmative it is not lawful to put away a wife and marry another it is adultery then the exception is it is lawful for a man to put away his wife for fornication and marry another and this is the nature of all such exceptions as i could manifest in instances of all sorts it is to no purpose to accept that the other evangelists mark ten eleven and twelve luke sixteen eighteen do not express the exception insisted on for one it is twice used by matthew chapter five verse thirty two and chapter nineteen verse nine and therefore was assuredly used by our saviour two it is a rule owned by all that where the same thing is reported by several evangelists the briefer short more imperfect expressions are to be measured and interpreted by the fuller and larger 
and every general rule in any place is to be limited by an exception annexed unto it in any one place whatever and there is scarce any general rule but admitteth of an exception it is more vain to answer that our saviour speaketh with respect unto the jews only and what was or was not allowed among them for one in this answer he reduces things to the law of creation and their primitive institution he declares what was the law of marriage and the nature of that relation antecedent to the law and institution of moses and so reducing things to the law of nature gives a rule directive to all mankind in this matter two the pharisees inquired of our saviour about such a divorce as was absolute and gave liberty of marriage after it for they never heard of any other the pretended separation amensa etora only was never heard of in the old testament now if our saviour doth not answer concerning the same divorce about which they inquired but another which they knew nothing of he doth not answer them but delude them they ask after one thing but he answers another in nothing to their purpose but this is not to be admitted it were blasphemy to imagine it wherefore denying the causes of divorce which they allowed and asserting fornication to be a just cause thereof he allows in that case of that divorce which they inquired about which was absolute and from the bond of marriage again the apostle paul expressly sets the party at liberty to marry who is maliciously and obstinately deserted affirming that the christian religion doth not prejudice the natural right and privilege of men in such cases one corinthians seven fifteen if the unbelieving depart let him depart a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases if a person obstinately depart on pretence of religion or otherwise and will no more cohabit with a husband or wife it is known that by the law of nature and the usage of all nations the deserted party because without his or her default all the ends of marriage are frustrated is at liberty to marry but it may be it is not so among christians what shall a brother or a sister that is a christian do in this case who is so departed from saith the apostle they are not in bondage they are free at liberty to marry again this is the constant doctrine of all protestant churches in the world and it hath had place in the government of these nations for queen elizabeth was born during the life of queen catherine from whom her father was divorced End of, of marrying after divorce in case of adultery by john owen